my loves. I am so happy and so pleased to announce that this episode is brought to you by my very own company, Savage Chocolates, which is all about cultivating a more loving relationship to your body and to food. You know, we don't really believe in guilty pleasure. We just believe in pleasure done well. And have you ever had that uh, candy bar or a thing of ice cream and you eat it and you're like, wait, I don't, I don't remember eating that. (laughs) Wait, where'd that go? (laughs) Well, that's why I created Savage Chocolates because I know the importance of pleasure. And I think that we don't slow down enough to actually experience it. And so... If you are wanting to eat mindfully, if you are wanting to be reminded of how to actually experience your pleasure, then please go to www.savagelosangeles.com to order your goods. All right, you guys, let's get to it. Oh, my beautiful Chloe. I love you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming on Savage Lifecast. Oh my gosh, me too. I've never done like a little setting the energy beginning. How wonderful was that? I needed, needed. I didn't, I didn't know for sure that it was a thing today, but for some reason I felt like it was appropriate. Yeah. Well, we just, we just got a new puppy on the weekend. Oh so, shit. So like, yeah, it's neat. <laughs> oh, and girl. actually I was thinking about you because I remember you with your Frenchie when you got, yes. Yeah. So, and he's an Aussie, so, you know. Hugo loves Aussies. Oh, yay. It's a thing. That's right. His name is Hugo. Yeah, totally. Hugo loves Aussies. It's funny because I find, like, I take Hugo to the dog park and he, he, like, just like humans, I guess, like, has a type. Yeah. (laughs) So, like. That's awesome. Like, French Bulldogs can be, like, rambunctious and stuff, right? So Totally. They're like, oh, you guys will, you guys are going to meet me at my level. Yes, like, we'll, like, boom, 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 yeah. Boom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, yeah, that was needed because it's, like, uh, lack of sleep, you know, you know. Oh, a new puppy. I was talking, okay, so truth time. I know this yeah. is, like, welcome to we're the podcast. Starting. We're starting. Yeah. yeah, we're starting. We're here. Here we um, are. For my sister's baby shower, and then now her second child is, like, a year and a half old, but before she had the baby hosted her baby shower for her. And one of her friends who had like four children came up to me and I had Hugo. He was like brand new at the time. Yeah. Brand new, brand new puppy. Brand new baby. She, brand new baby. Totally my baby. And she was like, I want to let you know that I have four children and we just got a puppy. And that fucking puppy is the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, what? Cause Thank you can't you. like put a diaper on them. Like, no, when they got to go. Like you're up, like putting your clothes on, like out. The, it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. And like, it's the first time he's downstairs in his little Zen Den puppy area by himself, and I'm just like, don't oh. choke on anything. Oh no, it's don't scary. do anything. Like, and I just like ask my uh, guides. I'm like, take care of him. I'll be yes. back in an hour. Constantly Watch calling, over. calling upon spirit. I'm like. Yeah, please. Instead of like a dog camera, I'm just like, guys, let me know if anything happens. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be, I'll be with Alexa. Yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of guides and spirit, can we talk a bit about who you are and what you do and how you show up in this time and space in this body? Now that we're 
back to yeah. the podcast. <laughs> now we've made it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am a psychic medium and I've recently been calling myself a rune witch. Um, but yeah, so my, I've been doing this work as a psychic full time for, I'm the worst with time. I think it's like five or six years. Um, and my sort of, you know, what, what drives me, what, kind of calls me is my connection to the spirit world and also the nat- like nature, mother earth. And I'm really connected to um, like my ancestry and the Nordic kind of traditions and the Celtic traditions. So those are like, and with that, the runes, I work a lot with runes, um, which we can get into if we, if we I would, want. I would yeah. love to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, kind of what I do is I do a variety of things. I I always like people are like, wow, you're like doing so many different things all the time. It's like, I like to kind of have many different spaces to be creating Um, very witchy like that. Like we've got, you know, concoctions going in my office, like painting, just kind of always interacting with the spirit world, but it's always through the lens of um, healing and connection and getting into the roots of the truth. So, and really like over the past two-ish years, my work has become really led by a, a really intimate relationship with darkness and the dark and starting to kind of unravel and unwind a lot of belief systems and conditioning that have had me um, and, and others, but in my story, it's like to witness how I've been scared of the dark and what happens when I start to really work with the dark and, you know, meet it and you discover parts of yourself that you've, you know, it's not even just shadow work. It's like going beyond the scope of shadow work and getting into like really understanding darkness as a being. So that's what I do for myself. And then you know, helping others, guiding others into that. So people that tend to come to me are like wanting to deepen their um, gifts, you know, develop their gifts, step into their own um, psychic or intuitive skills and just kind of like get rid of the noise that has you believe that you're not that or, you know, um, you you, you don't have those gifts and just kind of like owning it and then, and then bringing it forward. And then whatever, however life shows up on that journey. Cause it does. <laughs> Whoa. There's like 18 million questions that I want to ask you out of that. Um, both personally and for the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and talk. So first of all, I am about halfway through your book yeah, and I'm deeply moved mm. and anyone who reads it, it I know this is such a blanket statement, but like it's it's a deeply moving book with not only insight into who you are, but also insight into who we are, not to mention asking us questions about ourselves so that we can begin to integrate yeah. uh, these aspects that you're talking about, particularly around darkness. And it's so, it's really opened my eyes to, to how as a culture, particularly, I mean, I've only lived in the United States, I've traveled a ton, but I've only lived here. Um, how we as a culture really are like, we're like light worshipers. Yeah, yeah. And can you talk to us a little bit about integrating that darkness and what the darkness really is for yeah. each of us? 
I mean, it's such a massive question. It's literally something that I work with daily. Um, But it's that journey for me started because as a kid, I was so exposed um, to so many things that would have been put into the darkness category. And in hindsight, it's almost like darkness was always knocking at my door but I didn't have the skills or support or understanding to welcome it or meet it. So I was just always scared of it, like constantly terrified. Um, So this inner sense of like anxiety scratching all the time. Yeah. And it's, well, for me, it was like, I just have to have to say there's like two squirrels that were playing in my oak tree and I've never seen them do this. And one has literally just like laid out on the fence and he's just like chilling. And I just am like, okay, he's going to sit and listen. I've never seen him do this before. His name is Leo. He's really funny, but yeah, like he, I wish you guys could see him. I wish too. I kind of want to cry. That's so weird. I lo- Leo's just chilling. Great. Yeah. Leo's yeah. probably like he's literally a like this, friend of mine. Yeah. Just like um, <laughs> he's like, oh, they're talking about darkness. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna just chill. <laughs> yeah, and and that is kind of how I feel when you start to explore these places because it's like you know, it's like when you go through something really hard and you connect with someone who, who knows what that's like, you feel like you can relax because you're not having to put on a show or pretend like you've got everything together or, you know, what have you, you're just able to be, you're able to be present with what is, what is here and not pretend it's not here. So that's really like what darkness was for me my whole life, because it was like, I was pretending that I wasn't experiencing what I was experiencing, which was like, you know, seeing things, hearing things, feeling things, witnessing stuff in my family and pretending like my family was fine, going through eating disorders and pretending like I wasn't, feeling really depressed and suicidal and pretending like I was all good, right? Mm -hmm. So just constantly like putting on, projecting illusions of happiness and light and to hide away that the part of me that was not happiness and light. So there's like a personal understanding of darkness and then there's like a whole external being of darkness that kind of is like a bigger space um i talk about this in the book how in um the north the dark is really seen as its own being and if you really go into um like nordic anthology and nordic mythology you'll find that they talk about the dark more as a being and it's really honored where, you know, it's like the nighttime is really like a time where they, um, like an example is when the night comes, instead of seeing it as the sunset, seeing it as night rise, right? Oh. And having your own intimate relationship with nighttime and everything that's present in nighttime, rather than, you know, sunset, turn the lights on, go to bed, put on a night light, put on a noise machine or a sleep meditation to like drown out the gifts of the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really interesting because once you start to look at this space, you see that it's just everywhere. How whenever we're talking about something in our world, especially in the West, that's, um, you know, like painful or hard or like seen as negative, it's oftentimes 
portrayed with the words, like there's the language is like darkness or shadow or, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's a massive, it's a massive space, (laughs) which is why I had to write a whole book on it. And I feel like I could write 20 million other books on it because it just continues. But yes. Yeah. Well, it's like sitting with the stuff that's uncomfortable. Like it's only uncomfortable if we are resisting it. And so much of that, like with what you're referring to as this darkness for me feels like that inner, like darkness is like that yin quality of like stillness, receptivity, um, that pause. And we're all just like, go, you know, like, like my mom died six months ago and people are like, oh, good. That was a while. Like people are like, yeah, it's a while ago. Good. You're like, good. You know, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not how it works. Like, you know, when my mom passed, I, and this was actually the last time I reached out to you, I took two weeks and I went to Palm Springs, turned off all social media, like didn't see anyone. And I just spent two weeks alone in what I called my grief retreat. And it was like, I, and it's, it was really a scary time for me because I was feeling so much and it was so intense and it was so heavy. I was getting visitations from my mom and the whole, like I was having these wild dreams. Um, But to be, to be able to sit in that takes Mm -hmm. so much courage. It does. Can you talk to us about your journey of having the courage to sit with the, the darkness? Yeah, I feel, I mean, you know, I feel like what you talk about, it reminds me of how I start the book where I'm at our family ranch, right? And I decide to go there um, in the middle of February, thick of winter by myself with my dog, Ollie. Um, And yeah, it it took everything in me to stay. And it really, it's very similar, isn't it? Yeah. You get there. You don't really know why you're going or in this case, your mom dies. You don't know. You really don't know what's next. You're in darkness. You're in the unknown. Like you've never, you've never lived without your mom. Right. So it's a completely unknown path. So that's kind of that when that, when it comes, when it comes at your door, I feel like those moments you can't, when you can't say no to it, you, you have to, you have to say yes. Right. But that doesn't make it easy. That, that it's, it's, it makes it harder almost because then it's like, Oh my God, I have to stay. I have to move through this. But what it does is that you realize, you know, you see your own capacity, you meet yourself in ways that you've been hiding from. You recognize the truth, you know, I mean, I can only imagine spending those two weeks without distraction being with your mom in her death, it's like, that's an invaluable time in your life that you'll, that changes you forever. Right. Um, so that for me is what our relationship to darkness is because when we go into the dark, we go without sight and we are willing to see the things that we haven't seen before and learn how to see differently Right. Mm -hmm. And so once you do that, you can't, it's like what we, you say, you can't unsee what you've seen, Mm -hmm. right. You're seeing your sight is changed forever. You are changed forever. That's why for me, darkness and death goes hand in hand with darkness are such gifts because they, 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 you know, when we experience something that is in relationship to those aspects, um, 
you, you can't, de- you can't deny that you can't live in the illusion anymore. Right. right? It really yes. forces you into the ground of what, what, what's real and what isn't right. Yeah. I mean, like spending those two weeks away from social media, no doubt when you came back to it, you felt more present to what actually matters, No doubt. you know? So, no I mean, doubt. yeah, so it's so many, so many aspects of it. And, and for me, um, you know, spending time undis- undisrupted time with ancestors and your guides and your spiritual self is so rich, right? Because it's like you learn how to, what that means actually. And you get connected to a part of you that's, that's been missing. Cause it's something that we don't do in our world. We're very busy constantly doing Um, And so we're missing that connection that is actually something that when you have it, then you have that courage, then you have that strength because you realize how supported you are, you know? Oh, so good. Um, I'm just thinking about my experience because that's my experience. That's what I have to go off of. And I see different, um, different people going through different versions of that. And I feel like at these pivotal moments, like when you went to the ranch, it was like, okay, well, I can either totally check out or I can totally check in. Mm-hmm. And some people choose to totally continue to check out just like, you know, you did for, did. for much of your life. Yeah. And I've, yeah. and I have too for much yeah. of my life. It was like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to deal with this. I don't know. I'm feeling way too much. So what am I going to do? I'm going to starve it, starve, yeah. starve myself out of it. Um, yeah. Some people, you know, whatever, eat their way out of it or drink their way out of it or sex their way out of it or all of the above. I've done all of the above. Adventure them their way out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. The adventure adventure is a good one. (laughs) It's a good one. And it's also like a cool one. Like people are like, well, that's cool. It's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Super good. There's all sorts of ways to get to move out of it. Yes. So for those of us who are listening and are like, cool. Well, this is all well and good. Like, how do I, like, how do I get in touch with my guides? Like, how do I, how do I start to, the word integrate keeps coming to mind, like integrate this darkness. What are some tools or some things that we can practice? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's all about, I find, I find that, um, we, we oftentimes get caught up in wanting to do the right or wrong thing. So we're like, oh, that person, you know, clearly knows what they're doing. So they do all these things. So I'm going to do all those things. And then I will also be there. Right. And for with, when it comes to the dark, the truth is that there is no, I mean, when you, when you're in that darkness, you don't get a roadmap. Do you like when you spent two weeks, that would be oxymoronic to have a roadmap yeah. in the dark. <laughs> right. But when you went for those two weeks, did you have any idea of what was going to be going on or no. what to do? No, I had no idea. I had tools like, you know, I was like, okay, something that I know I'm going to need every day is to meditate. Right. Like, okay. Something I know I'm, I'm probably going to want to do is journal. Right. My experience. Right. But like, that was it. I didn't have any. Clue. Yeah. So to me, I think that, um, I really operate, 
a very kind of like non-agenda life when it comes to my relationship to spirit. You know, like sometimes when people start working with me at first, if they're really used to structure, they get like a little bit frustrated. because they're like, well, what are we going to talk about in the session today? And I'm like, I don't know. We're not, we're not <laughs> I have no plan. Right. Cause for, and that, and that's, and it's like, it's truly who I am. It's, I mean, I've been like this since I was little. I think my, my brother used to get super frustrated with me. Cause I would just kind of like never give an idea of what would happen. Yeah. I would just kind of like always be spontaneous. Like, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Right? What are we having for dinner? Not sure. March um, revealed. Yeah. So I really feel that, um, you know, no, like connecting to yourself is, is important because then you discover what actually you enjoy, right? Like some people enjoy writing. Some people enjoy meditating. Some people really don't like meditating and they're not drawn to it. Sure. Um, and that's also, you know, like one of the things about the dark for me is that it's all about like getting rid of the rules. Um, my rune teacher who I talk about in the book, Ingrid Kincaid, who's just fantastic. She talks a lot about this because she's, you know, talks about how in our new age spiritual world, we're very sort of um, conditioned into Eastern spirituality, which there, it's beautiful in many ways, right? We've adopted sure. practices that have really helped us. But then what happens is that we bring that judgment um, paradigm into that. And then it's like being the right or wrong spiritual person. So it's like, okay, mm. as long as I have a Buddha and I meditate every day and I do yoga and I wear Lululemon, then I'm definitely spiritual, right? And then it's like, yeah. well, but if I drink coffee and I have wine, then I'm probably not spiritual. So I have to hide that shit. Or, right. you know, if I say shit, then I have to hide that, right? Yes. It's like, and, and that, and, and the, the, you know, projection of what is spiritual changes, but then you see how it just like mass produces across across the world because everyone's trying to adopt what will what make them acceptable or what I talk about in my book is like the good and bad right right um so and this that's a really big thing because people you know will often be like oh well Chloe's a good witch and that's also that whole you know it's like what well who's a bad witch just right. like there's a good lawyer and a bad lawyer a good yoga teacher and a bad yoga teacher it's all just how we're you know putting things into boxes. So a little off topic, but I would say, you know, be willing to go bring some, you know, it's like for me, I bring, always have my oils. I bring a spray. I've got my runes. I have a journal. I, you know, bring my voice. I sometimes will bring like a drum, but outside of that, it's like, be willing to, to, um, be shown, be willing to, to allow what's to come. Cause your guides, they're always around you, your ancestors always around you. And it's not, it's not, um, it's not rocket science to work with them. Right. It like, and this is something that I do mm. in sessions often is just like, just call them in and they will come because they're always there. And yes. it's then just allow yourself to be with what, what's present in that, you know, notice how you feel, notice if you see a, see or feel or hear a sensation or you know, maybe take notes or whatever, and then just see what changes. Cause it's like when we're in the silence that is always paired with darkness, um, it's like, it's subtle, right? It's not loud cause it doesn't have to be. And that's what you have to kind of adjust your ears to the silence yes. and to the space of darkness in order to 
to go to go on that journey and and to integrate. And sometimes the integration doesn't happen immediately. Like sometimes we aren't like when your mom died. Like oh, six months, you should be good now. No, no. like six months. You, you've lived with your mom. Your mom's been in your life your whole life, right? right to sure. expect you to have integrated her death and all that's come from that is um, not, it's uh, what's like the word is like, not kind. Yeah, <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, it's like to be, to, be, to be okay with not having a plan. Yes. Ooh, and that is so not our culture. I know. (laughs) Like, I think of all the things, and I'm so glad to be talking to you because I'm on this journey of, um, of, so since my mom passed, like, I developed all these kind of practices that were like meant to be self-care. And I had a big wake up call because I was like, oh my God, I am doing all of this self-care in the most like... (laughs) Sergeant way, <laughs> like wake up at five, la, 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 like do it by this time, done that. Like it just, there was no flow. Space, yeah. No space. And when there's no space, nothing can be received. No. Like be it information from our guides or be it like opportunity. Yeah. And it's like the, like the, the universe is like so fast and immediate. Like I literally changed up my way of doing things and like had the intention to create more space. And then all of a sudden, all the stuff that I was like trying to make happen, like happened. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. you can't make this shit up. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and, and I, it's like your energy, the translation of your energy. Cause just as you're talking, you're like wake up at five, yeah, I'm like, like it, oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it makes sense because it, it's a coping mechanism, right? Totally. That's why I was like adventure. Like we can, we can, anything, even if it's like spiritual things can be yeah. used um, in a way that stops us from being open or being in connection to. So I had such a download this morning that I was, I was journaling actually, but from a place of desire. Yeah. Um, well, you're a writer. So of course you love, yes. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're not like someone's like, give me 10 pages. I'll yeah. Today. yeah, come on, we gotta do it. Um, and, and like the download was like, are you doing it or is it doing you? Mm. Like, am I forcing it? Because like I should do it. Mm-hmm. Or like, am I doing it? Because like, that's the longing. Like that's the, that's the desire. Like this morning, I like checked in with myself and I was like, I really want to do breath work this morning. I didn't want to meditate. I wanted to do breath work. Like that was just what was on tap. Right. And that's so new for me. Mm, Really? Yeah. It's new for me to like actually listen, listen in. Yeah. Uh, Well, and that, that to me, I find um, when we experience death, it does change us. Right. And if we really experience it, then it will really change us. And then that it does, it creates space for new, for new, for new birth, for new creation, for new ideas, for new ways. Right. So there's so much that comes from a death process. You know, it's such a, it's a massive opening. It's a portal. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So good. I want to know a little bit about 
just because I've been investigating all the things that are you, <laughs> um, I want to know a bit about some of your offerings yeah. and what, like, just if someone is curious to learn more, whether it be mentorship or whether it be a session with you, like, what does that look like? And I know that there's some element of flow in that. Who knows yeah. what it looks like, but yeah. So I do one-on-one mentoring, which is um, really for people that are, you know, wanting to develop their gifts and their skills, um, intuitive skills, and uh, are feeling that sort of like pull into the, the depths of themselves. Um, so that's, that's the mentoring. And that really is like the no, the no agenda work where, and it's, yeah. And it's so powerful because it's funny, like sometimes if I have, um, like a more type a kind of conditioned client that starts with me after they let that go, then when, when they have, like, when we come to a session and they're like, I have nothing for today. And we're like, okay, cool. Let's play. The end of that session is always like, holy crap. Like I had no idea this is going to come forward. Right. Right. So it's just, that's really um, the mentoring. And in the mentoring, I, you know, I bring, I bring all of my tools with me and then I just, you know, bring whatever is present, but it's always um, through the lens of your growth, your healing, um, and, and, you know, getting into the truth, really pulling, pe- peeling the layers and working with life as it kind of works with you in that journey. So, um, the mentoring is really powerful and I, I always love doing it cause it's so intimate and, um, yeah, it's just a really special, like, I, I feel very honored to be able to do that. Um, and then I also do psychic medium readings, which is really where I'm like, I always say like, personality Chloe is not present. Mm -hmm. And I just really am like, okay, you know, it's the messages are coming through and, um, that's the, uh, an hour session. And that's for people that are just like, you know, they want a reading, they want to ask questions and they just want kind of like change. Right. So, um, they're, they're really intense. I would say because, because Chloe personality is not as present it's just kind of like truth, 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 you know, kind of yeah. constant for an hour. Wow. And that, you know, it's like a blend of um, psychic and medium. So, you know, mediumship for me is like you're, I'm connecting with um, past loved ones, um, guides, any sort of being in the spirit world that is coming through and just giving messages. And then the psychic is where I'm like more so perceiving your energy, connecting to you know, your energy system and talking about like, okay, I'm noticing stuff here or like, let's talk about this or, you know, and just kind of travel across. And I always, it always starts off as like dots on a blank map and it feels like you're jumping around, but then it always like comes together in such a cool way. Cause it's really like lead and I'm like, wow, that was pretty awesome. So those are the readings. And then I also do, um, psychic soul journeys, which are mostly distant. Um, but they're for people that are, you know, it's like, they've got so much going on and they need, they need a clearing before they kind of dive in. Um, and that a lot of the time when someone books that it's usually there's something past life that is showing up in this lifetime that just needs to be cleared and released or seen. 
So that's kind of very shamanic. It's for me, I go on the journey, it's distance. So I bring in all my tools, my drum, and I go into their soul space and then their guides will just show me everything. And then you get like an email with all the information. Um, And then the other thing I do, which is really fun is I do spell casting sessions where it's like, if someone needs, like I did one the other day for someone who really needed help with boundaries and protection for their family. And they're going through a lawsuit and it's just like, it's, they need help really. So that's where I'm working with kind of like Celtic, a blend of Celtic and hoodoo magic. Um, and I do a lot of like candle magic and, you know, reading the smoke, reading the flame, reading the wax, and then doing a reading and then you get all of that. So it's kind of, it's a really, it's like a very comprehensive sort of healing magic session. I mean, no wonder too, like, as you're, as you're saying that, like, no wonder for a long time you had to check out, like, you've so many tools, like you have so much life force coming through all the time. Like that is, that is a lot for you primarily, like there are all the Claire's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Claire Sandy, Claire Audie, Claire, whatever. Do you have um, specifically something that resonates for you or are you kind of a hodgepodge of all the, all the good things. In terms of the Claire's. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be very clear. Claire sentience was my main one. Um, but I think that was also because it was the most, I would almost say like the, the one that I had the least control over. And that's kind of like, you know, if I was in a room, I would just always be the one crying, just basically crying all the time. (laughs) Right. So just didn't know how to control it and was just like feeling empathing everything constantly. So that was like the, the first one that I had to work with and learn how to manage more. Um, and, but then I would say, um, my Claire cognizance has always been really strong. Um, my mom used to, you know, always called me a know-it-all. I just like know everything about everyone <laughs> to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely enjoy all of them now. Like the, depending, I always, I feel that it depends on who I'm working, who I'm talking to or who I'm around. If they have a really strong Claire then I will tend to be strong in that. So I, my energy is adapts to the space that I'm in really easily. And um, yeah, so I enjoy all of them though. I can totally see that. It's like, yeah. it's like a canvas. I just like bring them all and I'm like, okay, today we're going to do this. <laughs> we're going to play with this one. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about the runes? Yeah. And what, because I am a little bit familiar because my mother used to actually read, Aww, um, not that. like professionally by any means, yeah. just like she had them and we'd bust them Personally. out every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but for those of you who, for people who don't know what they are or what they're about, talk to us. Yeah, for sure. So um, the runes are described by different people differently, which, you know, makes sense. Um, the They are oftentimes referred to as divination tools. So they're like very, very commonly like seen as like similar to Oracle cards or tarot cards. They are tools in that way. Um, but the way that I've been introduced to them is very much that the runes, um, like what we know them as are their symbols and their signatures, but that actually the runes are beings, um, and they're very ancient beings. Um, and uh, so when you're working with the runes, they have, they do have a very sort of 
commanding, irreverent sort of energy with them where once you've, once you've said yes, I do find they have the same energy as death, really. Mm-hmm. It's like once you say yes, you can't, it's like, it's like working with magic, like integrity matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's, and it's not something to have fear around, but it's more that it like, it forces you to stand in your center. They force you to stand in your center. So, so they'll immediately sort of show you where in your life you are, you know, off kilter or where you're, you know, not honoring your truth or you're not walking the talk. Mm -hmm. So they have that sort of really old, like, you know, if you're with an elder and they just call you out, you're like, Whoa, that was intense. Right. (laughs) That, and you can't like sneak, sneak your way out of it. That's how the runes really feel. Yeah. They're like, I see you. (laughs) Yes. And they start, they start showing up like, cause they're, you know, I have, I have some names here, like they're, they're symbols, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like line drawings. So oftentimes you'll start to see them, mm-hmm. you know, like carved into wood or on the wall or, I mean, all over the place. So, mm-hmm. um, they start speaking to you. Yeah. Oh, I have my mom. So I, I think oh, I need I to bust those out. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's some different sets, like, the elder Futhark are, are, have the, the seven giant runes, but most sets actually don't have the full set because they're sort of related to more of like the patriarchal structure. Like if you look at a lot of the rune books and instruction manuals, they're mostly written by men and they oftentimes refer to the story that Odin discovered the runes because he reached into the well and pulled them out. But, um, you know, and so a lot, and Odin is the God, right? So there's this whole other aspect of the runes that is kind of missing, which is kind of that darkness conversation again, because it's connected to the giants who are very much portrayed in a lot of um, stories as like the ugly, unwanted, lower beings that are Mm -hmm. less than the gods, right? Like Thor and Odin. And, you know, they're all like beautiful and strong and wonderful. Mm -hmm. And the giants are always seen as like dumb, stupid, ugly, unneeded, unnecessary. So that sort of hierarchy is really present even in the rune story and the rune lore. Um, But when you start to work with the runes and you work with the giants, you see that like the giants are the, the the most powerful they are the ones that really have the really strong relationship with the earth. Um, and they bring it, you know, like the giants are the trees, um, you know, so, so yeah, they're really, the runes are so magical. Whoa. I'm so inspired. I'm totally going to bust out my yeah, mom. And I love them that your mom's too. Oh, so good. She, she's had, she had them for years and like would bust them out. Like people would come over and she'd be like, let's read the runes. Oh, see, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's super beautiful. cool. Super well, cool. and what's your, is what's your ancestry? Do you know? Um, like my actual lineage, um, that my mom, my mom's a little wishy-washy. She's, um, part Italian, Austrian. Oh yeah. Italian. Yeah. For Vagio. sure. I see. Um, my dad's a hundred percent Italian. Okay. Um, but Austrian, Italian, uh, Portuguese. Okay. Uh, lots of Portuguese, but I don't know if we have too much like Nordic, well, if you think about Blood. like Italian and such though, like that's, you know, where they, they connect to the Northern, to Northern Europe. Right. And like yeah. trading and all, you know, lots of different 
you know, the, the history of magic and, you know, the movement of culture, like there's definitely those connections. So for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, I, I want everyone to get their hands on your book. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important, you guys, this is, it's important like this <laughs> being able to, to make friends, you know, it was like when we started the, the podcast, like welcoming in the unwelcome. Yes. Like, I feel like that's such a piece of yeah. what you write about. And it's so important for all of us. Yeah. Like I just, everyone get your hands on this book. Where can we find it? And when is it out officially? So it's out July 14th or 15th. Right. <laughs> I'm hoping 15th because the 15th is my birthday. So I'm like, oh, <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. My little Leo really queen. Fun. Cancer. cancer. Oh, your cancer almost on the 20th. Done. But Leo moon, Leo rising. So oh. there's your, there's your psychic energy going. There you go. I so yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, it's out in July. Um, it'll be available on Amazon, hopefully bookstores. Um, awesome. I'm self-publishing. So, Great. you know, the whole self-publishing path, but yeah, yes. it's called revealed by darkness. Yes. And yeah, I'm so glad that you enjoy are enjoying it. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. I also really want to get the audible version. Yes. Cause yeah. hearing it in your voice is, um, it's going to be intense. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No fucking doubt. Like you guys, the book is, it's, your writing is exquisite. Thank you. Like, that really, really means a lot. It's really exquisite. Mm. Um, by the way, you guys, we met at a Elizabeth Gilbert writing workshop like years ago. We did. We did. <laughs> I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. it my was... mom, my mom still like talks about you often. She's like, Oh, Alexis is doing so like that wonderful. Like, I'm like, how do you know? She's like, oh, I follow her. No big deal. <laughs> She's such a, will you please send her my love? I will. Please. I will. Yeah. Um, okay. So I just looked, I'm like, Oh, we've already done 45 minutes. Let me, <laughs> um, yeah. we're going to do like real quick, like a little rapid fire, like fill in the blank. And I'm just going to see what, see what comes through. Awesome. Yeah. To me, what we're here to learn is. What darkness is really about. Right now I'm most grateful for. Silence. Being in my body is. So safe. Hmm. The thing I wish everybody knew was. There's nothing to be afraid of. The thing I love the most about myself is. My darkness. The thing I love about everyone else is. Oh, I gotta say it. Their darkness. Exactly. (laughs) I knew it was coming. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you shared today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's been, I, I miss you. Like I, we haven't spoken in so long, but I'm like, Oh, I like want to come rush out to Austin. I know Um, (laughs) you're so welcome to come. (laughs) I would love it. You and Um, Hugo. Yes. Oh my God. Our babies will play. Where can we all find you besides Amazon and bookstores and audible? Where else can we find you? So my website is channeled by Chloe.com. My Instagram is channeled by Chloe. So channeled by Chloe, Chloe Elgar. Can't miss me. We can't miss you, baby. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you. I'm going to reach out to you soon for some goodness. Yes. I can't wait. I'm excited. Awesome. 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to this wisdom, to listen to uh, all this goodness. Um, once again, gentle reminder to please check out savagelosangeles.com to learn more about my new company that I'm so proud of. I hope it inspires you to create and cultivate a life that you dig. Um, and also if you are down and have, you know, oh, I don't know, 10 seconds, then please, please give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy. Just give it five stars, maybe say a few kind words. And if you dug it, please share it with your friends. I would be over the moon with gratitude. Um, all right. You guys are the bee's knees. Much love. Stay savage. Stay savage.